in a world where everybody wants to look at negative, you open fucking Twitter, it's just everybody oh, shitting on each other. If we emerge as light for people, because that's what we want, we win. The people that are negative or noise or people that are sarcastic or making comments, cut them out of your life. It's just they're very it insecure. Is insecure and jealousy. No need for that. Get out your fucking bubble guns and go spray positivity everywhere because fuck being negative. Fuck it. Just show Just everything. Just show everything. Everything. And that's, that's what we the did. Keyword. And so people everything. really started getting interested. But they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, people like, are like, what are you guys doing? I'm Jake the Rover. My life goal is simple. WWE star called Mr. America. My name is Leslie Carls. My nickname is The Panda. And I run this shit. Nick Just Nick. Can I get a midday squares? All right, we are live, Midday Squares podcast, uncensored. We talk about family business, entrepreneurship, chocolate, and whatever fucks are on our mind. We took a week off, and so I'm pretty excited about today because we're finally back. All right, so a lot's happened, and I think when we wanted to take that week off, uh, Les, when you came to see me, I was just like, you know what, I, I need to have a little bit of inspiration to figure out, you know, I need the company to unfold a little bit and get our subject matters going. So today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, perseverance and how that could create opportunity. I think we've gone through a lot of stuff. We're going to go uh, over also as well, how to measure success, the pressure of growth and how that could create an illusion for short-term thinking. Because I think that that's something we're going through, cash versus equity, all those goodies. But first, Les, why don't you tell us a little bit um, before we get into our little book segment, what did we just do this week that you guys pulled off? I mean, you and the creative team, it just it's out of control. So we basically put together a Ellen, I wouldn't say it's like an audition, but a pitch, right? So basically, we've been speaking with the producers over at The Ellen Show to figure out some sort of uh, partnership uh, to promote the product, to uh, have them as our launching partner in the U.S. And so they were very adamant on not having us on the show because they don't really do that with their partners. But we're like, guys, you don't get the chocolates without the personalities, okay? <laughs> Especially when our whole business is built around literally the exact same morals of Ellen. It's like dancing and good vibes. Like, are you kidding me? Same, same. No, but 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 this is where it comes into place. Like, obviously, with like everything you do is always it can never just be normal. So <laughs> let me let me just set the stage. No, but I want to say one thing. You're like. Uh, you got to pitch this like in a week. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need a few weeks. We'll work with the creative team to put something together to pitch this. And you're like, okay, okay. And uh, that's what we did. We basically took, uh, it took us seven days, but it took us at least uh, five, six days to come up with the concept. We had a different concept originally. Which was equally as crazy. It was, I think it was more crazy because it required a lot of different people that weren't local. Yeah. So that wasn't possible with the current, um, like, landscape of the world. Um, but basically, we pulled off um, this Ellen production in seven days um, with a bunch of amazing people. And we saw the content yesterday and it's it's strong. Oh, but so let me set the stage. She comes to me and she's like, we're going to recreate Ellen's Oscar production. Okay. I was just like, there's no way. And they're like, wait, 
but Jake is going to be Ellen. Jake, how much time did they give you to to, to prep for this? It was show? unreasonable. Um, very unreasonable. I was told a week that I had to memorize the song, create a dance to it, and just do it. And I was like, okay. Uh, I left it to last minute, three in the morning on Saturday. I decided to learn the song that I had to be ready for six in the morning on Sunday morning. So three hours. I did it in bed, and uh, I just said, you know what, fuck it, and. I got to give a shout out to Kara. Um, she's uh, recently working with us on our, our production. She's she's really great. And she had a, she gave me a lot of confidence when we were on the set. Um, and she kind of said, grab him by the balls to me <laughs> and just don't listen to anyone. And just you are the star and just know that. And uh, the second that clicked in me, it just like it was easy. It was simple. And um, I could do 100 of those if you asked me um, different types. So I think it's gonna be great. I think I'm excited. Uh, I showed my girlfriend it yesterday. She was really amazing. You look almost it. angelic in the scene. Like it, it almost looks yeah, like. It, listen, I, I could take another job after it, you know. <laughs> um, but no, I'm excited that she's going to see that or their producers are going to see it. And I think I think we have a good chance. You know, I was really evaluating both videos. Um, and I think ours is a lot better, uh, to be honest. And, <laughs> but I did like the other video style um, that we were going to do. I thought it was a great idea. And I think we should do it in the future. Um, but I was actually the one that really shut down the creative director on it. I said, this isn't going to happen. You just don't have the climate right now to make that happen. She wanted to bring in someone from a goat to come to Montreal from Vermont. It's like, it, legally, we couldn't do it. So it had to be shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So we're I'm super pumped to actually get that out there. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious like a mofucker. So getting into today's show, before we start, we always do this. Jake, what are you reading this week? Oh. Very good book. So I'm going to show the camera. Um, so it's called Hug Your Customers. Um, and I, I think it's important. I'm going to read the first person that wrote the quote on it. It's a gem. I wish everyone at Berkshire would follow his advice. We would own the world. Warren Buffett. So when I read that, I was like, I'm just intrigued by, you know, one of the most powerful, smartest people in the world. And he rarely endorses he rarely, quotes. Yeah, because he's very careful what he endorses. Um, and I remember Warren Buffett even didn't even want to buy uh, Dunkin' Donuts when they were getting, host getting a hostile takeover. That's how authentic he is. He knew that they were getting a hostile takeover. He's like, I'm not interested until that's done. And he wouldn't even take a good deal. It was a discounted deal. And he said, until it's done, I'm not taking it. So I was like, fuck it, I got to pick up this book. And then I found out my best friend, Jeremy Wallace, um, read the book because he's in the suit industry. And it's about um, the Mitchell family, Mitchell stores, which are one of the most successful suit stores, suit and clothing stores out in the US that are doing about 150, 125 to 150 million within five stores. Um, and the one thing that they do that's different than others, they don't have different clothing, they don't have different garments. It's not about that. The price points aren't different. It's that they have this philosophy called hug your, hug your customer. And um, it's an incredible philosophy. And they, they single-handedly say that the success of their company is dedicated to that philosophy, nothing else. So I was really curious because I was like, holy shit, this is like maybe Midday Square is doing this exact same thing. Let's find out. And uh, yeah, so I just started it. And I think everyone should pick this up because the start is already a good kickstart. Hug your customer. There it is. I have picked up uh, where Jake left off. So what? why am I blanking out on the name of it? Chris Voss's book. Oh, Never Split the Difference. So Never Split the Difference. It's, yeah. It starts okay and then it gets better. So yeah, just, just would, know that. I would agree with that. No, I'm, I'm halfway through. So ever since Jake mentioned Never Split the Difference, it was like, okay, I got to read this thing. It's actually been phenomenal for anybody looking to 
uh, just sharpen their negotiation toolbox. That is the best way to go. Les, do you have anything that's uh, going on in your life? I know we're, yeah. we're testing the waters with books with you. I just received a new book. It's called Zag. Did you finish your last book? No, I didn't even start it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's talk <laughs> about the new book. Zag, Z-A-G. Um, it's a book on uh, obviously branding, marketing, um, and about uh, what some of the greatest brands have done um, throughout their careers. So I'm actually really excited to read that book. It looks like a very easy read. So um, I'll keep you guys posted. I have something important to say about that. So a lot of people, I went through exactly what you went through. And I think a lot of people go through it is when they want to start reading and they want to get, they get excited, they buy some books and they read some and then they stop and then they read, they stop and they kind of get discouraged. Keep buying books, keep buying, buying, buying till it clicks. And then once it clicks, you have your domino. This could be the perfect segue into the show. So perseverance creates opportunity. I saw this line on Twitter. Someone put that out there and I'm just, I think we're going through at Midday Squares. This is the round table show. So we are going through a lot at Midday Squares. And that line when I read it on Twitter really gave me uh, some type of emotional kick in my stomach because to your point is that when you know in your system, something is what like let's say you know in your system this is what you need to be doing or you want to be doing the path to that end point is not necessarily a clear straight line and so what you're you know jake what you just said about books really clicked in that whole thing that i wanted to speak about is that like if you are interested in picking up the books keep picking those books up until you find your rhythm because you know, that perseverance will push you through and then eventually you find the rhythm. And then from that rhythm, I think that that's where beautiful different views of the world come and opportunity comes into play. But I mean, I say those words and I look around the table and I see, I see you getting Jake, you Jake feeling some stuff. Les, what are those words mean to you um in in, in, in what we're doing at Midday Squares, like the perseverance, that pain that we speak about at home? Yeah, I think there's a lot of that here. I think, um, you know, when you're starting something or you're doing something in life, you have to have perseverance. Uh, I think that's a key quality in everybody to have because everything's hard. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be working on yourself. You could be starting a business. You can be in a relationship. And um, if you don't have per- perseverance, you're probably going to fail. Um, at whatever it is I would is you're say almost 100% you're going to fail. Exactly. And so with perseverance, you need passion. You need to really care about what you're doing. If you don't care what you're doing, I don't think you're going to have perseverance. So why do you care so much about what you're doing at Midday Squares? I love being an entrepreneur. I love creating. I love seeing a product come to life. I love people interacting with a product that was nothing Um, It was just an idea and now it's something. And I think that jacks me up. So I know I say this all the time, but when I see customers or people writing or eating our bar, that fires me up. That is what fuels me. Also, just the ability to, to do something, you know, to be able to do something is cool, you know. Again, to take an idea and to bring it to life and then to see that through um, is what keeps me going. I mean, the idea, even just because something's hard, that's not reason to stop. It just shows you what you're actually capable of. If you're passionate about it, like I wouldn't tell everybody to just have perseverance. You got to believe in what you're doing. You got to believe in what you're trying to push. But it is a critical thing that you just absolutely need to have in life. Period. 
because it's not about entrepreneurship or not. It's, it's it's generally anything in life that you'll want will take a lot of a lot of perseverance. You know, for all intents and purposes, it's like you just have no choice but to do it. Jake, what does it make you feel? Be cautiously perseverance. I don't know how the English terms would come, but cautious to being pers- perseverance because walk us through that. I'll tell you exactly why, and I think it connects a lot of people. Um, you know, like the book example, know when to give up on it. So you know, you could read the first 30 pages, don't go to the 180. If you're sitting there suffering, and you know, there's no there's no outline after like, you're just you're just forcing yourself don't know what the force is right. And when it's wrong, and you got to be able to identify that quick, because if you're just going to carry things through, a lot of time, you're going to miss other opportunities. Oh, yeah. And so I think that you got to be cautious, but you got to persevere. And I think where I get the perseverance in this company is um, through like yesterday is a great example. Um, our new employee, Joanna, she's running our customer experience lead. She was dealing with a customer that came in and had a bit of problems and things were just like not clicking. Something was just like, I knew there was something to the story, but I couldn't figure it out. And I was just like, let me call the person. And, um, cause the emails weren't going through the messages wasn't going through on Instagram. I'm like, let me just talk to the person. So, so wait, that's the person. One of our customers we couldn't get through to. We it wasn't clear. The messaging wasn't clear. And it, we didn't know if she was upset, if she was, if she was happy, if she wasn't. So I was like, let's just call. So what did I do? I called, she didn't answer, called again. She answered, we had the conversation and we got through it. And I felt so good about it because that's what the perseverance I see. And that's what gives me life here is going through things like that because we were able to identify something that wasn't, we weren't able to identify via no emotion. We needed the emotion to identify what the problem was or what the what the situation was. Via email, it's very hard a lot of the time to see how someone's feeling. When you hear their voice, you could hear it. Again, it's always what we talk about. It's not the words that come out of people's mouths. It's the body language. It's the tone. It's everything along those lines. So I think that's where I get my jacked upness from perseverance is, is not stopping on a customer being upset. And why is because I know that you could flip people. Everything's flippable. Um, but there are times when you know by the tone, the emotionality that it's not. And that's when I stop and I let it go. I don't think about it. It's gone. It's like we don't negotiate with trolls or terrorists. And there's a reason why. Because you know when to stop. You know exactly when. But you also know when to keep going, keep going. Because you know you're going to hit that mark. Whether it's a success or not, you still learned something. I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. It's something I think I've I've learned. is actually when you, when you switch someone that's actually pissed, they actually become some of your greatest sneezers. Yeah. And and no, that, that's the greatest. The greatest sneezer. By far. Because, you know, not everyone that's angry with your product or you're you're you have a problem in this it's not it's not that they're really they want to be fixed they want you to hear them they want you to actively listen and then help them solve something you know i think the other last night when we were watching our, our ellen video with the whole team in my office uh, natalia we were talking about a customer experience and natalia said she's our controller she's like good thing i'm not in customer service and i said why she's like because i don't know how i would handle that whole situation and I think that's the idea is, you know, you have people in different things, but you could be, you could have perseverance in different categories of your life and you better play where you're the most, you could be the most perseverant. Oh yeah. It, it, it's definitely 1000% part of the entrepreneur muscle. We spoke about muscles last episode. It's like, it's, it's just forget. Yes. Perseverance works for entrepreneurship, but it also is just a muscle you need in life to succeed. For me, I swear one of, one of our, our close friends and founders of this company called Nuffs hit me up yesterday and she was just checking in on me, seeing how I was going. And I'm just like, honestly, 
honestly, like I feel like quitting a lot of the time. That is the truth is that like, you know, the outside perspective, even our listeners, you think, okay, midday squares is growing. It's doing this. And, and inside the, 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 the level of difficulty that's, that happens every month that we continue weighs. And there's, there's really, I would say a point in once a month where I, I feel like quitting. I, I think you can all agree with that. A hundred percent. And, and every time I do that, I just, I have to, my dream, and this is, and I think, you know, the last piece I want to say on perseverance is since I was a kid, all I dreamt about was brand building. Like that's, if you ask all my friends, I've tried doing brand building types of businesses so many times in my life that I just could never get going. And I'm never, I'm, it's here now and I'm not going to fuck the opportunity up. Um, Another great thing is the the word success. And it's like, it's honestly, I think this is something that people struggle with a lot is the word success. How do you measure success? What is it? What does that even look like? What, like it's, it's, it's the, you know, when I see that or hear that, I don't even know how to answer to that. Honestly, like for me, I don't measure success um, with the amount of money you're making or the amount of wealth that you come into. Like, I think early on you told me when I started Hector, you're a loser until you're not. And you were saying that when it comes to, like, is your company turning a dollar, right? And I, can I just uh, pop in on that? I was seeing that more in regards to the noise. So the noise is really funny. Because that's what I really meant by that comment is that every single person around you, the closest people are going to say, you're a dreamer until it works. And then all of a sudden you're an entrepreneur. Well, but before it worked, you weren't an entrepreneur, you were a dreamer and then it works. And now you're an entrepreneur. Like I never understood that. I found that so comical. So it's such bullshit. I, that's what I'm saying. I completely agree. I don't think success is tied to, um, uh, money. I really don't. I think success, the idea of success is when you just get out and do what you love, when you get out and be yourself, right? I think that's what success is. When you go and push the boundaries, when you try new things. I think, you know, uh, the the person who opened up uh, uh, the Depeneur store um, or the person who uh, decided to come from India to Canada, I think these people are successful. I think they're taking risk. I think they're trying new things. I think us starting Midday Squares is success. Um, That's what I believe success is, is doing what you love, doing what you feel, not being scared to do it and trying. Trying for me um, speaks volumes. I think, you know, like you're one layer higher on that aspect. For me, like success is truthfully when you stop caring about anything else around you yeah i like that yeah that's the number one so we have all these like other subsets but true success in my life is when you realize that when you stop comparing anything you're doing to something else is when you finally find in my opinion the true success of life which is nothing else fucking matters i would agree when you block when the noise everything yeah everything a hundred percent when you stop comparing yourself as a human to another human, when you stop comparing your company to another company, when you stop comparing your your path to another path. And that's hard. It's the that hardest. That is the hardest, I think. I, that is a good point. Yeah, I, I definitely think we can't, you, can't, you can't not bring the elephant in the room in. Um, financial success is definitely considered a, a, a category of it's success. It's a yardstick. It's, it's a yardstick, but it does it is there. And, and we're not going to blind ourselves from it. You know, at the end of the day, 
capitalism is a thing and uh, it could do great things. So I think that that's one one of my views is that's probably a 15% of my success, what I measure success by. I think the other thing is, is the little wins, um, the really little ones um, that people don't talk about at all is success. And I've learned that over the last 10 months that these little wins are what make me happy, make my make me come back to work every single day. It makes me want to do what we do, want to wake up and feel good waking up. And that's hard to even, it's, it's actually not hard to measure, but it's hard to measure on a grand scheme of a business because the little, little wins aren't are what's talked about. It's not the ones that everyone notices. They'll notice it here or there. They'll say, oh, congratulations. But it's not the wins that are going to make the difference on the P&L um, from, from the big standpoint. It's not those wins. What it is is it's the little things that make a difference in other people's lives that have to do with our company. And I think that's where I get um, my success measured from. And also just like, Yesterday, like I got two phone calls with two entrepreneurs and I would have never gotten these calls and and actually my academic dean of my old school I was at and I would have never got these calls before. And, you know, it was felt really good that they wanted to trust me on the advice I was giving them. And I felt that's what success is. You know, these two entrepreneurs and my academic dean wanted to hear from me. And and I just think that's cool. And if I could do that in the world, and that was my goal since day one, actually, early on, I always used to talk about if I can make a difference in the world um, for being a certain way and having a certain mentality, and I could share that, that was my original goal. And it's slowly starting to get there a lot faster than I expected. And um, that's how I measure success. I, w- I would say, like, you know, when I listen to that, I, I agree. It, it is that. But there is, a, there is a cautionary tale in there, which is that, the second you saw a tie success to ego, uh, it's very dangerous. And because like, for instance, Jake with or without your Dean's approval or vote of confidence is still great. Yeah. And, I agree. and, and that's the point. That's the part I was trying to say before is, is that it is success. And I, I love it too. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love those things too. But I, I think the older I'm getting, the more I'm really realizing that true success is that separation uh, of of ego and, and yardsticks compared to other people. Well, can I add some of that? So, yeah, shoot. So I was having a conversation the other week with people and they were talking just like, talking about the business. And for, for me, I don't actually enjoy talking about our business outside of work unless it has to do with our business. You know, I'll come out of curiosity. I'd like, I'd like to listen so, to you. So yeah, so I don't like talking about it because I get uncomfortable. And I'll tell you why I get uncomfortable because I don't know where people come from in the sense of their intentions. And I don't want to get heated up by it. I used to get heated up by this a lot more. So when we started, when people would talk about it, even if it was a positive thing, I don't know if it was sarcastic, if it wasn't sarcastic, we're very out there, our company, we're very, we're very out and about and we do things that are questionable to people and that's who we are and that makes us, that's what makes us great. Now, when you hear people talk in group settings and they're talking about this, they're laughing. I don't like to get involved. I don't like to engage because it's not worth my time. If someone's coming from a negative standpoint, it's like we spent our time building this and doing things for for the greater good, you know, and you have people that are just going to try to take you down at all points of every every step of your way. I don't need that. That's not for me to have. I have people around me that lift me. I have people in my business that lift me up. I don't need that. So what I do is politely, I I just don't talk about it. I change the subject. Unless it's a networking thing, unless it's something building I know that's going to build our network for the better, I ain't doing it because I know from the beginning, I used to deal with it and people used to make fun of us when we were smaller. Listen to this. When we were smaller, people used to say, oh, but you posted that video. Why? Why did you post your therapy session? 
you know, isn't that a, like a little private? And I used to get engaged in it. I yeah, used it's a to, job. It's so it's a, a job. job. And then my ego, like you just said, in the most negative way would come out and it'd be like, like defensive, offensive, like, you know, like on, I'd go, I'd go fight them. And I'd, as I'd if like, what they're saying matters. As if it matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's then, the whole thing. But now I hear it and I just, I laugh. I have the time of my life. I have joie de vivre in it. And, and it, it, it drives people nuts. And, 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 and it has nothing to do with ego. It's just like, I don't need to engage with that. That's not, I, I engage with people that are here to pump, pump and not pump baby. our egos, build pump the business. The business. And, I they know we're doing something great. feel that like, Holly was actually just asking me this question um, the other day, which is, you know, when you guys started, did you get a lot of like negativity and a lot of uh, pushback on what you were doing? And I was like, honestly, not that I know of. Like for me, I've gotten rid of all those people in my life who potentially would make me feel a certain way um, or talk down or or make fun because I don't need that in my life. I don't really care what those people think and it stems from jealousy. So for me, I think that's a really good point to touch on. I'm sure a lot of other people listening to this podcast are surrounded by noise or negative people or people trying to push them away. Like even Hallie, since she started Midday Squares, you know, some of her friends are are not as positive as she would like them to be. Like, why are you working on the weekend? You couldn't pay me uh, enough money to work on the weekend. Who's and Hallie, by the way? Hallie is our creative director. So, so, well, explain. Yeah, because it's important that, that, that the team yeah. knows, the people listen. What process? The process of finding Hallie, that was a wild experience. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. I mean, we've spoken a little bit about hiring and how hard it is to find the right person um but when hallie applied she actually applied and then i saw her portfolio and i i was like okay let's set up a time to speak and she's like actually i'm not i don't think i'm qualified for the position and i was like what do you mean you're not qualified for the position?" i'm like are you confident can you execute are you creative she's like yes I'm and her like, portfolio was epic yeah her portfolio spoke for herself that's why he was that's why i was talking to her right so i'm like I don't see the problem. Like, I'd like to set up a call. So she's like, oh, okay. And um, yeah, we hit it off from day one. But back to the point of, of negativity and noise, block it out because the people that are negative or noise or people that are sarcastic or making comments, cut them out of your life. It's just they're very it insecure. Is insecure and jealousy. No need for that. Like if somebody's ripping on us for making a dancing video, they're unhappy <laughs> with their life because there's nothing really to rip on. Yeah, I know. I, I like, and, and so Jake, when you brought that up right away, I was like, "Oh, Gandhi quote ripped to my right to my head." So I just googled it while they were speaking. <laughs> First, they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. Yes. Can you send me that? Yeah, I'm gonna post that take because yeah. I'm just honestly like I, I just can't with people because you know there's people that watch the Ellen. We spoke about Ellen before the yeah. beginning of the show. Yeah. There's people that watch the Ellen and and and, and they're just angry about it and the people like ask why they always want to know why what's the deal they want to find something you know they want to any pick, angle they'll pick it ellen oh ellen had this pr about her like they're gonna pick it so i said to i said to joanna who was dealing with the customer i said listen i said if they want to do that tell them okay it's totally fine we'll tell our team about it you tell your team about your feedback and we'll go through it and we'll look at it but it was the jab it's like you can't be happy for someone you can't be happy no one could just be like it's easier okay, to see the negative it's easier for people to see the negative. It's always ne easier to write negative reviews too. Exactly. <laughs> they seem to do that. I mean, the millennial generation seems to love that. Oh, man. Yeah, we, we, we definitely are. And I, I will say another thing is just the, the I, I won't mention names, <laughs> but somebody in our DM 
who basically wrote a message and uh, it wasn't supposed about to... About the Ellen. About the Ellen episode. It wasn't supposed to come to us. You know when you send um, a video, uh, you message a video and you think it's going to someone else? But oh, did that happen? Yeah, that yeah. happened. <laughs> we'll talk about it after the show so, in more detail because I don't want to publicly shame anybody. Okay. But... But shame, shame, shame. No, but I'm excited. See, I get jacked. No, but this is me getting jacked up now. It's coming. It's coming. So, and and I I was sad. I was sad when the message came through, especially considering who the person was. And I was just like, really, 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 like that's that's like this is the epitome of why millennials don't want to see you know other millennials succeed. It's jealousy. It's jealousy. This is where I struggle. This is this is what brought me down last week. This is what brings me down is the world. And it seems to be falling apart dramatically and fast. And why, you know, why can't we be happy for one another? And it sounds so cheesy, but like, you know, the the three of us came together to work together, right? And we built a team of 32 people, um, most amazing people that don't have that ounce in them of jealousy. They're uplifting each wait, other. wait. You spoke about Kara. For anybody who heard the name on the show, she we hired her. She's coming on board as our producer. producer. Thank you. We she, hired a television <laughs> producer. Exactly. She is coming on board as our television producer. She's based out of Toronto, and she is a beast, mm. okay? She does not fuck around, not let me tell all. you that. So I'm actually scared of her, to be me honest. Too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I'm going to say that on the show for the first time. Like, <laughs> like I'm Kara, if you're listening, I'm scared of you. <laughs> her, 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 she breathes confidence. Yeah. Like, it's oh, just fuck. Like, she will fuck your day yeah. up. She yeah. actually told me about back to the... I know we spoke a lot about Ellen today, but we're all hyped. But she was like, I told Jake that he needs to basically like like pierce through the camera and she's like i watched it tonight and he was piercing oh he was oh, piercing. don't jack me I, up no guys, you were piercing i know he, don't, I, I, I watched it like 12 times it karam watched time. it he's what like this say? is the best piece of content mds has ever put out snaps and shout out to jonathan he's in the room with us uh from l'ensemble yeah we're really elevating our podcast game in this new year i mean we're elevating the content team across so, the board to speak about our podcast right now guys um the sound might be a little bit off um, we are actually in a different room today. We are testing because you'll guys, you guys will see an IGTV about it next week. We are doing seven days renovated podcast room on a budget. That's hot. Yeah, and we are That's elevating hot. the podcast with like Lansom, Um, and we're going to be showing our podcast in longer format, more visuals and epic trailers, and also just heightening it all together. So stay Ooh. tuned for that. Ooh. But no, all to say back to what we were talking about was Kara messaged me um, the night she left. She was at the airport and she said, I'm just thinking about the last 24 hours. And she goes, I'm like literally over the top with the experience, the people, the community, the feel. She goes, I feel like I'm with my family. She goes, I feel like I've known you guys for 10 years and there's just such a vibe around midday squares and I agree with what Jake said and said is right now my favorite place to be or the people to be with is the midday squares family yeah, me too. there is yeah, no negativity too. there is constant positivity there is no you know there we're able to have fluid conversations open ended conversations opinionated conversations w- with still being able to hug and kiss at the end of it all and that's special and to take it all full circle that is success that, yeah, yes, that, that's success. That's success. But I feel it. Me too. I really, yeah. really feel it. And then, you know, on another point of that aspect is that when I heard you, I actually heard the pain of like, you are disappointed in that. But Kara asked me on set, like, you know, we we're talking. She goes, what's what's midday squares? She just looked at me like that. And I'm like, 
it's selling positivity. It is. If you look at what Nike sold, they sold dreaming and athleticism. In a world that's like hurting straight up, we were speaking about this with our therapist, Jim, where everybody wants to look at negative. You open fucking Twitter, it's just everybody's oh, shitting on each other. You open the news, everybody's shitting on each other. You speak about anything, everybody's shitting on each other. If we emerge as light for people, because that's what we want, we win. Yeah. We win because people are fucking craving good vibes. They're craving right craving now. I'm it. really craving it. I, like, so I'm Yeah, like, me too. But think how amazing it is that we get to be the catalyst of that. Like, We get yeah. to actually go with our fucking good vibes gun and just fucking Yo, blow like bubbles. The spray, the spray gun. Bubbles everywhere. Guys, back to the Ellen. We had 20 professional dancers show up for free. Okay, to come rock the video with us. They learned the dance in less than 72 hours. But that's not the crazy part. The crazy part is after the math, I got multiple messages from the dancers asking if there was open positions here. Oh. Yeah, I read those. So to my personal too. So you know what I did to, you said there's, there's everything's negative right now and we're breathing the spray of positivity. And bubbles, the, the bubbles. bubbles. But that was, we're, not, we're always going to do it. In a world of positivity, we're going to do it. In a world of negativity, we're going to do it. But you know what I just did to, to a, a personal advice to a lot of people that worked for me in the past couple of days is you know what I cut out of my life? Simple news is out. The media is gone completely. Yes. I cut it and I feel a lot better. And I watched a couple of people on social that I have a lot of respect for. Um, and I was recently just watching them and, and he was on a plane and he made a video and he said, um, yeah, I'm so proud. And I, and he like dot, dot, dotted it. And he's like, I cut the news out of my life and I feel fucking good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are not going to go further in this podcast no. because I'm feeling the energy, the good vibes floating. So if you are listening and you are on the trek of growing midday squares with us, get out your fucking bubble guns and go spray positivity everywhere because fuck being negative. Oh, oh fuck it. And no, cut one more time. Cut, fuck it. Fuck the negativity and cut negative people out of your life. There's no room for that, guys. No Three, room for that. Three, two, one. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. Midday Squares Uncensored. That's a wrap. As always, you can hit us up with questions at middaysquares.com slash podcast questions. We'll see you next week. Have a good weekend.